Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. God is good in South Florida. We've got four churches, eight houses of prayer, and about 250 prayer hubs in the nations of the earth. But I'm in South Florida. I want to invite you to experience the encounter at Awakening House of Prayer Sunday mornings at 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m., two different messages. I'm there all day. I'd love to meet you in person. If you're in the region, hey, we are open And the Holy Ghost means business. We're not just ready for business. We're not just ready for our father's business. The Holy Ghost is ready for business. We had a real miracle anointing breakout on Sunday. Gosh, I wish you were there. Come on by if you can. If not, you can be part of the online experience at www.ahop.online. Amen. Get involved in that if it's going to bless you. I want to remind you today about the School of the Seers. If you're a seer, you're often misunderstood and often frequently attacked, but you're about to go higher in the spirit as you track with me. We're going into our fourth year of the school of the seers. I've been teaching from every angle. People have been growing. I've, I've been growing. You know, you're teaching good when you grow. Amen. When God teaches you and you can teach others. I want you to go over there to school of the and check out the school of the seers. If you are grappling with those issues. Amen. Cause it's really going to bless you. God is good. And today we are reading from victory decrees, daily prophetic strategies for spiritual warfare victory. This is one of my devotionals and we are reading from today's entry, which is wait for it. Don't be deceived. Oh my, 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 don't be Deceived, And I need everybody tracking with me. And here's what I heard the Lord say. The enemy works in deception. He works at all points to deceive you, says the Lord. There is a battle of truth raging in the earth. And vain imaginations will attack your mind. Weary your soul and work to bend your will. 
This is why I have given you my word and my belt of truth, says the Lord. This is why I have left you the sword of the spirit to cut through the lies of the enemy. Don't allow the enemy to deceive you, says the Lord. Stick with what I have said, not what things look like with your natural eyes. Again, I say, don't be deceived, says the Lord. Ephesians 5.11, Ephesians 6.14, Psalm 25.5 are the scripture references for today. Now the prayer starter and the decree, listen up, spiritual ears open. Father, help me cut through the lies of the enemy with your sword, which never grows dull. Sharpen my senses and help me rightly divide truth from lies. I decree the mischief of the enemy's lips covers him with darkness. I declare the words of my mouth will utter truth that sets me free and binds the enemy in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you praise and honor and glory. You are the truth. You don't just emanate truth. You are truth personified. And we thank you because you are so good and so truthful, so merciful, so gracious. You will never leave us, lead us astray. You will never leave us alone. You will never lead us astray. You will never lead us into danger. You will never lead us outside your will. You will never lead us anywhere that we are not supposed to be. You will lead us through the trials. You will lead us through the waters. You will lead us through the fires, but you're not leading us into a place of danger. Sometimes you lead us into a place of refinement. Sometimes you lead us into a place of crushing. Sometimes you lead us into a place where we can be conformed into the image of Christ, but it's never, it's never, it's never a place of danger. (laughs) The safest place we can be is in your will. So we thank you, Father, that you are truth, and we celebrate your truth, even the hard truths of the word that make us at times uncomfortable, the hard truths of the word that confront our sin, the hard truths of the word that convict our hearts, that we need to rise up and lean more on the grace of God, knowing that we can never do anything apart from you, knowing that we are weak, our flesh is weak, our flesh is weak, our flesh is weak, our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak, our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. We know this. You told us that is the case, and you told us the truth, and so we're going to lean into your grace. We're going to lean into your truth. Come on. We're going to lean into your goodness. We're going to lean into, come on, lean in. Somebody this morning just needs to lean in. Lean into your goodness, God. We're going to lean into your love. We're going to lean into your precepts. We're going to lean into your principles. We're going to lean into your personality and study your emotions. We're going to lean into your ways. We're going to lean into your will. We're not going to run from the hard spots. We're not going to run from you when the trial comes. We're going to run to you. We're not going to run and hide in a cave when the warfare comes. We're going to run to you. We're not going to run away when we feel like giving up and hiding because life is too hard. We're going to run to you. We're going to come boldly to the throne of grace to find grace and obtain mercy to help us in a time of need. God, we are needy. We're desperate. We need you. Every moment of every day. We need you all the time, day and night. We need you. 
So we're leaning into you like John the Beloved leaned into the chest of Jesus and rested his head there, feeling safe and secure, even though all hell was about to break loose. He knew it was going to be okay. He knew that it would all work out for good. He knew somehow love taught him. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh upon us. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh upon us. Shed your love abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Love, teach us. Wisdom, teach us. Goodness, teach us. Mercy, teach us. Oh, Jesus, we lean into you in all that you represent. We lean into you. Your vindication, your justice. The intimacy of God. We lean into you, Spirit of the living God. Fall fresh on us. Spirit of the living God. Fall fresh on us. Empower us to do what we can never do in our own strength. Empower us to do mighty exploits. Empower us to see what we've not seen before. Open our eyes. Empower us. Holy Spirit, you raised Christ from the dead. You are that power. You are the power that works miracles. You are the power. You are the power. You are the omnipotent one that lives on the inside of us. The resurrection power on the inside of us. Empower us, Holy Spirit. Empower us to be a witness of the resurrection, of the gospel, the truth in your word. Empower us to walk through this day. <laughs> This day, which Jesus said has enough trouble of its own. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Empower us to walk through this day in victory. Empower us to walk through this day with love toward one another. Empower us to walk through this day with wisdom to know what to do. Empower us to walk through this day. Mercy, kindness. Holy Spirit, empower us that the fruit of the Spirit would manifest in our lives. We would not walk around angry and bitter and frustrated and impatient, but we would walk around with a mentality of long-suffering, with a mentality of grace, with a mentality of love. Jesus, would you help us today? We don't want to be deceived. We don't want to be hearers of the word, but not doers of the word. We don't want to be like those silly women Paul talked about that are always learning, always learning, always learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. He called them silly. He called them silly, always sitting in a conference, hopping here and there, traveling across the country to go to this conference and that conference, church hopping all over the city, learning, 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 but never really learning. He called them silly, learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. How is that even possible? Because what they're learning was not truth. Or what they're learning, they didn't put into practice. Or what they heard, they didn't do. What they were learning was filled with error that blocked the spirit of truth from renewing their minds. Or what they learned, they didn't do. They got a goosebump and they went to the next conference, to the next meeting, and they didn't put the word that they heard into practice. And so the enemy came to test them on the word. 
And they failed the test and they began to walk in deception or warfare or trials because the word will try you. That's why it's better to do the word. Father, help us today. Because we don't want to be deceived. We don't want to be like those silly women who were always learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth. They were deceived by religion. Ah. These silly women were deceived by religion. That religious spirit, it may sound eloquent. That religious spirit, it may say what sounds like all the right things. That religious spirit. It has rules and regulations and a form of godliness, but Paul told Timothy, there are those who have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. In other words, they act the part. The outward appearance seems all in order, but they deny the power of the Christ that rose from the dead. Religious spirits of Christ's day denied the resurrection. There are some today in the church who <laughs> they believe Jesus rose from the dead, but they deny that his power is for today. If you're in a dead church, get out. They believe Jesus rose from the dead 2,000 years ago, but they don't believe in miracles. They don't believe in signs. They don't believe in wonders. They don't believe in prophecy. They don't believe in prophets. They don't believe the gospel. Father, help us, Lord. Confront our mindsets. Confront our doubts. We don't want to be like Doubting Thomas. <laughs> Guess what? Doubting Thomas's brother wasn't one of the 12 apostles. Did you know that Doubting Thomas was a twin? Thomas was a twin. But his twin wasn't one of the 12. <laughs> what does that mean? Was he not called? Or did he choose not to go? Did he have so much doubt that he wouldn't even follow? Father, confront our doubt. Selah. Confront our doubt. Confront our doubt. The doubt that keeps us in deception. The doubt that steals our faith. The doubt that keeps us from leaping forward. The doubt that, that causes us to stand still when you're calling us to launch out. The doubt. The doubt that hits our mind, the doubt, the fear. Confront our fears, Holy Spirit. Confront our fears with your delivering power. Confront our fears with your delivering power. Confront our fears with your delivering power. Confront our doubts. Confront our unbelief. Or confront those things in our heart that open us wide to deception. Because we heard your word, but we just couldn't believe it. Or we heard your word, but we didn't do it. We heard your word, but we thought, uh, I don't know, if I do that, it might cost me too much. Jesus said, count the costs. God, we've heard your word. God, we've heard your word. We have 66 books that we read. Some of us for years, we've heard the word. We have heard the word. We have heard the word. Help us to do the word, God. Help us to do the word because you have a plan for our life and the enemy wants to buffet our plan, wants to combat our plan, wants to stall out our plan, the plan that you have for our life. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God came that we might have life in abundance to the full until it overflows. We want to live in the overflow and that means we need to let your word flow through us. We want to live in the overflow 
And that means we need to let your word flow through our minds and out of our mouths so we can shape our circumstances and frame our world according to the word of God. Somebody needs to write that down. We want your word to flow through our minds and out of our mouths so we can speak forth life and frame our world with your word. Jesus. Jesus. Let your word flow through a mind that is open to receive your truth so that that truth can fill our heart. So that out of our hearts, we'll speak words of life that frame our world and send the devil packing. But we don't want to just be hearers of the word. We can't afford to just be hearers of the word anymore. We are not at a time in history where we can afford to just sit in church and say amen in all the right places while we're thinking about what we're going to have for lunch as the preacher preaches. We cannot afford anymore not to put your word first place in our life, your spirit, your presence. We cannot afford it. It is risky. It is dangerous for us to be a reader of the word and not a doer. Father, we thank you that your word safeguards us from deception. We thank you that your word shields us from deception. Your word is truth. Your word is life. Your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Your word, your word, your word is purified by fire seven times. We need that word to purify us. Come on, only something pure can purify you. We need your word to purify us. We need your word to show us where we're thinking wrongly so that we can live a life filled with right things, good things, God things. We need your word to purify our hearts. We need your word to purify our minds. We need your word to purify us, God, inside and out so that we can walk circumspectly, so that we can walk carefully, knowing that we are doing the right thing. Somebody listening to me, and you are just not sure if you're doing the right thing, and you've already made a decision it's not easy to wiggle out of. You've already made that decision. And it looks like I, I, I can't get out of it now. First of all, let me just set you free. You can get out of it. You need to make sure that the enemy is not just trying to make you think you should get out of it. You need to make sure that the enemy is not injecting doubt in your mind that causes you to let go of something God put in your life that you were once thrilled about, but now because one little thing went wrong, you're not sure anymore if it's God's will. Don't be that person. Don't be double-minded. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Do you understand that when you're unstable, it's easy to knock you over? If I'm standing with both feet firmly on the floor, my knees a little bit bent, and I'm braced, look, you try to knock me over, you're probably not going to succeed. I'm pretty strong. But if I'm standing on one leg and my arms are up in the air and you come try to knock me over, I probably will. Why? Probably fall because I'm unstable when I'm standing on one leg. You need to put both feet on the ground. You need to dig your heels into the will of God. Do you hear me? You need to dig your heels in to the will of God. Don't have one foot 
in one camp, in one foot, in another camp, one foot with one thought, one foot with another thought, I should do it, I should not do it, I should do it, I should not do it. You're going back and forth between these two opinions, and it makes you unstable. And when you are unstable, you are a prime target for the enemy because you're easy. Bam. It's easy. It's easy to take you out. You ever seen a football player? And how about the quarterback, right? And he is looking all around the field. I'm not a big football fan, but you've seen football. He's looking all around the field. He's looking all around the field. Here they're trying to find somebody to throw the ball to. He's so focused on finding the target that he fails to understand what's going on around him. And somebody, a linebacker comes in, pow, from the back, blindsides him, and he falls over. Why was he unstable? His feet were on the ground. He was unstable because he wasn't aware that the enemy was roaming about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Devour. We have to be spiritually alert and we have to be stable. This is what Peter said. Be sober-minded, stable. Look at the Amplified Version, 1 Peter 5.8. Be sober-minded, be stable. Be stable, be stable. Be stable in your mind, be stable. Be sober-minded, be alert. Be vigilant. That's what Peter said. Why? Because there's a devil on the loose. When he can find an instability, he will go in, he will go for the jugular. So, Father, help us today. Help us today to be sober minded, to be stable, not to waver between two opinions, not to be tossed to and fro by every new teaching, not to continue to hear your word, some of us for years. And knowingly choose not to do it. That is the pathway to deception. And I would have to say that if we are hearing the word and choosing not to do it, we are already deceived. So I break any and all deception right now in Jesus' name. Because God, I know that you love your people and you want us to walk in truth. You've laid a path of truth before us to walk in. So Father, we repent if we've not done your word. And we're grateful that you are faithful to cleanse us from this unrighteousness. And I stand by what I said pre-broadcast in the pre-show. I stand by what I said in the pre-show. I prophesy we're going to make up for lost time. And I prophesy that over you right now. No matter how long you've been wallowing in deception, no matter how long you've been wavering between two opinions, no matter how long you've been trying to get out of what God put you into, today is the day that marks a shift in your life. God loves you so much, he will make up for lost time. All he needs is your yes. All he needs is your I will. All he needs is your want to. And he will make up for lost time. I'll prophesy that over your life right now in Jesus' name. And I decree that you will make up for lost time. You will have a double step. In other words, every second, come on. So you ever heard it said two steps forward, uh, one step forward and two steps back? You ever heard that? Come on, somebody needs to make these notes for me. Two steps forward and one step, one step forward and two steps back. You ever heard that? That's negative momentum. That's negative momentum. That's the reverse compound effect. One step forward, two, that means every time you take a step forward, not only did you get knocked back a step, but you got got knocked back two steps. Who wants to keep trying to go forward They keep getting knocked back two steps? A righteous man who loves the Lord, a righteous woman who loves the Lord keeps getting up. But I'm here to tell you this, listen closely. For those of you 
who have taken one step forward, two steps back, and that's been your season, the Lord just said it through my mouth. If you heard it, you're going to have a double step. What does that mean? That means for every step you take, it's like taking two steps. So I want to encourage you today because every step you take is going to be like two steps. That's how you're going to make up for lost time. I think they call it double time in, in the military. They call it double time where, except you're not going to have to put the effort to take the two steps. Every step you take is going to count for two steps. If you'll just get back up, if you'll just get back up, come on. If you'll just get back up, if you'll just get back up. I know the devil knocked you down. I know that it was one step forward, two steps back. I know that there was negative momentum. I know that even you woke up this morning with some issues. Guess what? Please, please, I beseech you by the mercies of God, beloved, because he loves you so much. There's an opportunity set before you right now. Take a step. He'll count it for two. Take two steps. He'll count it for four. Take four steps. He'll count it for eight. Take eight steps, he'll count it for 16. And before you know it, you will be up out of the mess that you were in and you will have the momentum of the Holy Ghost behind you and you will see a better way. And the traps the enemy laid for you in the past seasons, they won't work anymore. Because you got wiser, you got stronger. You see it for what it is and you have overcome. And I decree you are an overcomer. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Come on. Now we're going somewhere else. God has a plan for you, and I want to encourage you. We're going to break all disappointment. Here's the thing. God has a plan. He doesn't have just a plan. He has a plan for you. David, David, David wrote this. Listen, this is so beautiful. This is so gorgeous. This is so Listen, Psalm 40, verse 5. Many, O Lord my God, are the wonders you have done. Listen, and the plans you have for us. None can compare to you. If I would proclaim and declare of them, they would be more than could be numbered. Do you understand the depths and the joy in God's plan for you? I want you to get it this morning. I was pondering some things yesterday. These thoughts came to my head like, are you really doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing? And that's a good question to ask because all I do is ministry. Yes, I go fun places and we have a vlog and you've seen we have a good time. I'm not saying you can't have a good time, but that's my whole life for the last 20 years has been just ministry, 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 ministry. And I'm fulfilled. I'm content. I lack nothing. I want for nothing. I'm not missing anything. But I'm like, am I doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing? And the Lord showed me this morning, that's all Paul did. That's all Paul did. That was what he was called to do. And that's all he did. Right? You're called to do something. God has a plan for you. Maybe you're called to be the best mom in the world. The mother of the next Bill Johnson or Mike Bickle or Billy Graham. Maybe you're called to be, you know, the, a profitable business person who brings medical solutions to the world. Maybe you're called to be a teacher who shapes the mind of the next generation. I don't know what God's plan is for you, but he has one and it's good. And when you give yourself over completely to it, you will never be more content or satisfied. And so God has a plan for you. And we want to, we want to tap into that plan. So help us, Lord. To see what your plan is. You told 
Jeremiah speaking to a nation that was in bondage. In Jeremiah 20, 11, Lord, you said, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. That is your promise. But guess what? It gets even better. It gets even better than this. God just doesn't plan to give you a future to hope. God plans to give you a now because faith is now. Today, you can begin to explore God's plan for you. Today, you can begin to tap into what God has for you. And you can begin to shift your circumstances. You can begin to step into the sweet spot called God's will. You can do it. Isaiah 14, 24, the Lord of hosts has sworn, as I have planned, so it shall be. And as I have purposed, so it shall stand. Listen, here's one thing I know about you. Listen, I'm going to pray in a minute, but you've got to get this. I'm exhorting you. Listen, you've got to see this. Here's one thing I know about you. Look, I don't know all of you. I don't know all of you. I know many of you on social media. You're my mornings with the Holy Spirit family. And but here's one thing I know about you. Listen, you were born for such a time as this. This is what I know about you. God put you on the earth in this period of time. He knew what he was doing. And he has a plan and a purpose for your life. And it is so good. So Father, today, would you help us to get on a journey, on a track with you, where we can discover the sweet spot of your will, to see what is your plan. At least the first step. We don't have to see it all because we know you're not going to show us the whole thing and freak us out because it's just that good. But Lord, would you begin to show us your plan for our lives so that we can walk in it. We don't want to just wander around just aimlessly, just letting the enemy twist us around and letting people tell us their opinions and, and just wondering and going through life in a, in a, in a, a, with a mundane mentality. No, every day is an adventure in the Holy Spirit when we're in his plan. So show us, God, because we're in it to win it. And our destiny, whoo, Jesus, if we could just see our destiny, if you could see and, and feel and experience the moment when you stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. And you're going to hear that because you're going to pursue his plan. You're going to pursue his calling. Your calling is not my calling. Your calling is not Dave's calling. Your calling is not Cynthia's calling or Alice's calling. But you have a particular plan and purpose for your life. And it's so good. And you don't have to wonder because God wants to show you. So Father, please show us. Show us. We don't want to spend one more day wondering what we're supposed to do. Letting another day go by, a sunset, a sunrise, a sunset, a sunrise, getting stuck up in the hassles of the world. Come on. The distractions of the age all the warfare and all this stuff. It must be for a reason. If you didn't have a plan for us, Lord, you'd have taken us up when we got born again and you'd have taken us up to heaven to be with you. We are here for a reason. Here's what I know about you. Catch this. You were born for such a time as this. There is something unique that you have to do and you will never find more joy than being in the center of God's plan, purpose, and will for your life. So, Father, thank you for revealing this to us as we sit in your presence over these next few weeks before we transition into a new season. Would you just give us a glimpse? Lord, tell us what is the first step, because we know every step we take right now counts for two. 
And we're going to make up for lost time because your spirit is going to lead us and guide, guide us around the distractions and around the demonic detours and around the warfare that's just unnecessary. We thank you, Father. Some of you, I just tell you, this is your season to come out of the wilderness. Some of you have been in the wilderness for too long and the enemy has kept you there, but I pray right now that you will receive a revelation as to the way out. Some of you are overdue in the spirit with something you're carrying, a spiritual pregnancy, and you are overdue. You are overdue. I decree the time of your birthing will not be delayed anymore. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. You're built to last. You're built to run. You're built to war and win. You're an overcomer. Shadabashi I hope this encouraged you today. Amen. You all are important to me. I, I, I wouldn't have this atmosphere on the prayer broadcast if you weren't with me. I know we're all in different countries. I know we're all in different countries, different cities. I'm here in Fort Lauderdale and you're somewhere else in the world. But see, in the spirit, there's no distance. And we're able to come together and just hear what the Lord is saying. And I really hope it helps you. I believe it does. As a matter of fact, I just thought of a course that might help you on schoolofthespirit.tv. If you're struggling with this issue, you might want to go and take the Walking in Your Prophetic Destiny, schoolofthespirit.tv. There's a course called Walking in Your Prophetic Destiny. That might help some of you. There's also a free webinar over there you can sign up for on my Eventbrite, jenniferleclair.eventbrite.com. It's called Dream with God. Dream with God. Dream with God. You want to take that free webinar, you can go over there and get signed up for that. Remember, I told you most of what we do for you is free. Some things do come with a price because, well, the vendors and the Comcast and the power company and the phone companies, they, they won't let us have stuff for free. But anyway, maybe one day they will. How to sow into the ministry if you feel so led, because many of you do like to sow into the ministry and we can't propagate the message of the gospel as fast as we want if we don't have the resources to do it. I just hired a few people and it's been helpful getting off the ground, amen, but they all want to be paid. It's so funny. <laughs> people want to be paid and we do depend on your donations. So it's more blessed to give than receive. If this, if this has blessed you, you can sow in several ways. You can join my prayer intercessory prayer group and pray for me at prayforjennifer.com. You can also... So at Jennifer, you can sow a financial seed at jenniferleclair.org slash donate. You can sow with cash app, dollar sign, I am Jennifer LeClaire. You can sow uh, via text to give. Text the word pray to 754-701-2161. Text the word pray to 754-701-2161. You can use the PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. Or you can use the PO box to send some kind of physical item, a uh, holiday card, a birthday card, a thank you card, whatever uh, that you want to send that's a physical, not a digital property. You can do that at PO box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. Amen. 
God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. God bless you. Have a great day. See you later. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.